Hello and welcome to Step Up, a podcast series brought to you by TFN South Sudan to engage and encourage young people in the country to improve their quality of life and to positively contribute to the development of their communities. In this episode, we'll be talking about mental health and suicide prevention among the youth in South Sudan. My name is Rosemary Wilfred. I'm the Media and Communications Manager at TFN South Sudan. I'll be your host for this conversation. Step up. Inspiring young minds. Now, suicide is a major public health problem with far-reaching social, emotional, and economic consequences. It is estimated that there are currently more than 700,000 suicide cases registered per year worldwide. On September 10th, the World Day of Suicide Prevention was marked under the theme Creating Hope Through Action, which is the triennial theme for the World Suicide Prevention Day from 2021 until this year, 2023. Now, this theme serves as a powerful call to action and a reminder that there is an alternative to suicide and that through our actions, we can encourage hope and strengthen prevention. In South Sudan, a WHO report indicated that more than 400 suicide cases were recorded in the country in 2020 alone. The majority of victims were found to be young people, and we know that each suicide profoundly affects many more people. So today's discussion will explore the mental health status of the country, triggers of suicide, warning signs of mental health challenges and suicidal thoughts, and how to prevent it, especially among young people. Joining me for this conversation is Mr. Boniface Tuku, a mental health and psychosocial support specialist. He currently works for HealthNet TPO in South Sudan as the program manager. Welcome, Mr. Boniface, to our podcast today. Thank you so much, uh, Rosemary. I'm very happy for this opportunity to really come and discuss with you this important uh, pertinent topic that actually matters a lot to all South Sudanese, and in this case, particularly uh, the youth. Uh, my name is Boniface Doku, and I work for HealthNet TPO as the program manager that is basically in charge of mental health psychosocial support programming uh, in HealthNet TPO. Thank you. So to start our conversation, let's first start by understanding what mental health is. It's quite a broad term. So as uh, a professional in this field, can you just give a simple understanding of what mental health means? Thank you so much. This is a very, very important topic and very, very important session to really discuss and understand. And I will uh, request that everyone who is following this program really pay a lot of attention because it is, you know, a key to all uh, mental health psychosocial work. So basically the word mental health, I want to say this, this is very, very important. Most often when people hear about mental health, they think people are talking about mental illnesses, mental health problems. That's true. Which, which is not like that. Mm-hmm. But when we talk specifically about mental health, you know, we are basically referring to how our mind is working. We talk about our social, psychological, and uh, behavioral 
kind of responses to situations. So it means that basically when we talk about mental health, it is how we are feeling, how you are feeling about your situation, how you, you know, are relating with other people in your social life, and how you look at the environment, how you connect to environment. So that is what mental health is all about. So it is important that when we talk about mental health, normally talk about well-being as well. So mental health is actually wellness, psychologically, physically, mentally, and then, you know, socially. Being well in all these aspects. And this is what we call as domains of life. There is no one who is just an island because we are interconnected. Mm -hmm. So we can only function mentally well so that we can be able to realize our potential. It means that we need to relate very well in all these aspects, physically, socially, mentally, and, you know, uh, emotionally. So that is all about basically mental, you know, health. When we talk about mental health, we describe those small, small components to be able to see that we are, you know, holy together and we are functioning. And that is what we call well-being. I just want to discuss a bit of of those important components of Mm. what uh, exactly, how then do you know? really somebody has a good mental health yeah. because there are those specific characteristics. And I was talking about previously, you feel good about yourself. You appreciate, you know, what you do. You appreciate who you are as a human being. You are happy of your existence. You are happy about relating with other people. And then also, you know, you have control over your life. You have control over the environment that is around you. You have the ability in case, you know, the issues, events that are happening. You know, you respond appropriately to those events that are happening with you. And that is what we call positive mental health. So when you are, you know, reacting appropriately in the environment to any situation that happens, meaning that you are in control of your own life, your own life. And that's why people say, you know, so-and-so is, you know, emotionally mature. So meaning that your response to events emotionally, you know, psychologically, so that kind of maturity, meaning that you are in control of your, of your life. And that is how, you know, we can tell somebody's mental health is functioning very well or he has a well-being. Right. And, and that is indeed very, very important because then that allows, you know, you as an individual person to function very well. Meaning if you start an activity, you are, you know, you are in control of that activity and then you would be able to finish to execute that activity that you have actually basically started. Meaning that your mental health is in balance. Thank you very much. That's really important. Yeah. Now, if we come down to the context of South Sudan, how will you describe the mental health status of the country or the general mental health landscape of South Sudan? Yeah, this is a very big question. And indeed, if we begin to talk about and want to understand the context of South Sudan, and I think as all of us know, you know, the historical background uh, of our country, South Sudan, that basically had been, you know, in war for more than 50 plus years. Right. Some of us, like me, even was born during that time almost and growing and becoming old in that time. Mm-hmm. That means a lot to the, the mental health situation of the people of South Sudan. Because, you know, of this continuous kinds of conflict, continuous kind of displacement, mm-hmm. continuous structural underdevelopment, couples with issues of um, climate change that is happening everywhere, flooding everywhere, intercommunal conflict that is happening everywhere. And then, you know, that 
actually makes the characteristics of our own nation. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? It means a lot because when all these things are happening, then the impact of our mental health. Because, you know, we have lost a lot of things. We are struggling with socioeconomic problems. All the time people are on the run, they are not stable and all that. And it has a big, you know, kind of influence in our own mental health. And when you look at publications and researches that have been done, mostly in contexts like South Sudan, 100% of population, for example, is exposed to those kind of situations that I've talked about, being conflict, communal conflict, flooding, and all those, you know, humanitarian catastrophe. You, you will find that at least 50% of the people will react with signs and symptoms of mental health problems. But as you know, as, as, as services are provided and all that, and then down the road, at least you will find that uh, up to 1% to 3% of the people will present with severe mental health symptoms. Mm -hmm. And meaning, uh, basically, like in, in South Sudan, and I read one of the reports that is saying, actually in Juba, for example, mm -hmm. you know the high rates of depression very, very high rates of depression. And many people are suffering from depression. And that's why there is also a lot, when we read a WHO report, is talking about, you know, a lot of number of people who attempted and actually committed suicide successfully. Yeah. Like, for example, in 2020, WHO reported about 425 people who died of suicide. That's South Sudan. That is alone South Sudan. Globally, it is estimated about 700,000 people who die annually from suicide globally. And that means a lot. And for the context of South Sudan and looking at other countries, you know, that puts actually South Sudan as the 13th, you know, globally, mm -hmm. you know, in the rates of suicide because it's up to 6.7% rate of suicides in, in the country. And then in Africa, you know, it bring, comes close to maybe number four, you know, of a country that is presenting with high rates of suicide in the it's continent. Really so it is alarming. And that's why we are saying uh, issues of suicide, issues of mental health actually need to be taken seriously. For example, in South Sudan, because, um, you know, of all these situations, socioeconomic difficulties, challenges that people have. And I think uh, uh, with all this, it is actually basically becoming, you know, a public health emergency. Right. Uh, because it's becoming actually one of the leading cause of death, actually, sure. in this country. I've seen in some reports which also indicate that majority of some of these people who attempt or even take their own lives mm -hmm. are young people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, earlier you talked about some of the possible reasons why this could be happening, mm -hmm. but what are like three or four major leading causes of suicide in South Sudan? Okay, one is that, you know, there is a high rate of uh, uh, these issues of unemployment, socioeconomic problems, especially for the young people. Right. You know, when people, when young people grow, they need to see that, you know, their potential is being leveraged. They have, you know, access to resources, they have access to services, and all that is happening. But because this is not happening, and I think uh, that is why, you know, it increases the rates of so who is more at risk of suicide? Yeah, basically the young people, you know, from 15 to uh, 15 and uh, 29. Why? Simply because that the young people, you know, they have all this, you know, 
with the challenges and with all that you know kind of uh, situations they are going through mm -hmm. they are not being supported and then they can easily react you know because these are people who are full of energy these are people who are very ambitious and once they are not able to meet their own targets they become frustrated with all this kind of frustration without support and then they can they are easily pushed into suicide and you know the one biggest cause of suicide is one of the mental health problem and that is depression mm -hmm. because depression normally characterized with the loss of hope, hopelessness, not important in life anymore, things are not easy, I'm not successful, and all these kind of things. Right. So, and this is most common with the young people, because when young people are coming up, they have all that ambition, and they need to be guided. And once they're not guided, you know, then they can easily react, you know, negatively, and then they commit suicide. Yeah. People mm -hmm. above 50 years, you can rarely find or hear that they have committed suicide. Right. So basically, I think that is the group that is at risk of, of committing suicide. And that's why it is really important to, you know, talk to, you know, the young people, the youth, you know, on these important issues. Right. Yeah. There's something quite confusing about people who attempt or even commit suicide mm -hmm. successfully mm -hmm. because they look completely fine before even attempting to take their own lives. Mm -hmm. What could be the warning signs? Because sometimes you can even be near this person and you don't notice anything, but tomorrow you wake up and say this person killed himself or herself. What really happens? What is the psychology behind this? Thank you so much. This is an important question. And I would really request that everyone takes that seriously. Because for us to be able to put prevention programs in place, we should be able to identify people. Right. So if you are not able to identify someone, who is at risk of suicide, then you will not be able to do any prevention. You will not be able to help that person. Mm -hmm. So that is indeed very important. And one of it is actually the question you asked already yeah. about, you know, people previously attempted suicide. An attempt to a suicide is already a warning sign that this person is ready to take his or on her life. And therefore, we are saying that, you know, people who previously attempted suicide are at risk. So that means it is already a very big cry for either help, you know, from the situation this person is going through. Mm -hmm. So that becomes it because research has shown that 80% of people who attempted suicide one time in their life will complete it another day. So that means that is one big warning sign. Mm -hmm. And that's why if you want to understand people, even a small kind of a sign that is showing that this person might, you know, take his life or her life, it is important that you basically come in and begin to ask direct questions about what does he seeing? does this person think, what is making him, you know, saying that maybe life is not worth living and should be able to so explain you that. So it's important to confront this person directly. Yes, yes. And I think before that, I will want to really go into the question you asked about how then can we know somebody is at risk of suicide, what are the warning signs? Yeah. By the way, the beauty of suicide is nobody can just die silently because one it's a cry for help first of all for those who attempt and uh, people normally talk about it they threaten to do it some of them are really not threatening but they actually basically mean it but they want somebody to know mm -hmm. because that is something that is planned it is not just an overnight thing that somebody is waking up from nowhere and then just reacting with suicide mm -hmm. it is something that is planned well planned meaning people normally talk about them directly and they will say, if my problem, if this situation of mine has not changed, then I better die. 
or I will commit my suicide, or I will kill myself. Yeah. They will say that directly. Mm. Some of them will not say directly, but they will do it indirectly. They will like begin to soar with you know what we call terminal behavior. What is terminal behavior? This person will begin to give away possession. You know, say, uh, Rosemary, I think you had been a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. We had been sharing a lot of things. You supported me a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you this as my own gift. Yeah. Yeah. Just all of a sudden, somebody is trying to give out possession, mm-hmm. you know, to people. Or not, yeah, distributing this kind of resources to people they feel, you know. Okay, that is one sign. And then as you said, the people at the, you know, at the last moment, they become very excited and they will have a lot of energy. Where is that energy coming from? Because previously they had been, you know, isolating themselves. And one sign is isolation. Mm -hmm. Somebody who used to come out and enjoy with the family members, you know, going out with the friends, withdraws from that. Mm -hmm. Even, you know, becomes very difficult to get this person for the family meal for dinner or during lunch. This person most of the time is indoors. That is one big sign. If somebody is isolating and withdrawing from activities, from friends, from his normal you know, routine work, then that person is at risk of suicide. Mm-hmm. And um, you will also find that, uh, I was saying, when people, you know, are deep in that the kind, those kind of thinking and trying to find solution to their problem, and there seems to be no solution because they have not shared with anyone, mm-hmm. then that's the time of depression. But once they have made the decision that I think the best way to end this kind of suffering is to commit suicide, that is the time they gain a lot of energy. And when they now gain a lot of energy, they will come out. And as they come out, you sing, yes, this is, they are excited. And, you know, they try to, good, to do good things, you know, within that very time. Then all of a sudden, you will only realize this person has hung himself, has stabbed himself, has sought himself, has jumped into, you know, has set himself in the house and all that. But, that. but there are other previous warning signs. Isolation. If this somebody was not talked about, or he might have done indirect kind of, you know, indication that he's going to commit suicide. So that that is one important thing because there was one other guy who was actually living, you know, had problems with the family, you know, with the wife, had been struggling all this time for a long time. And then all of a sudden one day the guy walked up and he was like, you know, very excited. He went, you know, dressed nicely after shower and then went to the nearest market bought meat, you know, bought everything and gave to the wife to cook and all that. And the woman was like, wow, I think so and so, you know, this is amazing today. All of a sudden, before even this woman could finish cooking, this man fell away into the nearest tree and they just committed suicide. So that, that is a clear indication. If somebody is really trying to do something that, you know, he not you previously do, but, it's, you know, very excitingly. But after following some, some of these warning signs, you need to be very careful right. that you need to ask a lot of questions. And other people, you know, have chronic, uh, you know, conditions, physical okay. health problems. Mm-hmm. And that becomes one reason why people commit suicide sometimes. Right. Yeah, because if there is, you know, severe pain and they sing, I think even if they leave, they are not going to, you know, make right. it and they will not survive and all that. That becomes an indication. So people who are severe with terminal illnesses, but with severe pain, these are people who are at high risk of committing suicide. Mm. So it is important that we identify, you know, there are many other warning signs. There are many other signs that, you know, you know people also, other people, mm. you will see they become very reckless. 
Yeah. If that, those that are riding motorbikes, you will see they just ride anyhow so that, you know, a car can even, you know, run over them or they can hit themselves against, you know, anything, any object so that they basically die. So you begin behavior, people begin to change. Sure. If these are people who are not usually, you know, drinking a lot, now they begin to drink excessively. Find them on the roadside and you begin to you not understand why so and so having this kind of sudden change in behavior and drinking heavily and all these kind of things. So people who are like that are basically societal yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. So these are all warning signs. So if we see people like that, yeah, it is good that we don't need to watch them because the good thing with suicide, it really can be prevented. Yeah. And how can it be prevented only if you can know the warning signs? If we can identify that people are at risk of, of suicide, then we talk to them. Okay. So when you identify these signs, what do you recommend that people do? It could be a family member or a friend or a colleague at work or even a distant relative or even a neighbor. Yeah. If you notice these signs, what should you do? Do you have to cancel this person? Do you have to seek for professional help? That is really important, important question. You know, within Cuba, I know there are many organizations that might be providing psychosocial support, psychosocial care, psychological counseling and all that. It is important that uh, all these services that are within here, people get to know them. So that in case any family member has noticed, you know, one of the family is actually presenting with the, you know, suicidal behavior, it's important that this person is referred. But what is most importantly is that this person need not to be left alone. That is now number one thing. Mm -hmm. You need to keep close watch of this person because we have to, you know, they are, when it is a warning sign, meaning that we need to do something about this warning sign. Mm -hmm. We need to get down with this person, even at the family, because it's the responsibility of everybody. Because what we need to understand is what is bothering this person. What is the root cause of the depression? What is the root cause of this suicidal ideation? Because once that is known, then as a family, as friends, as a community, we need to be able to see that this person is supported in one way or the other. So most importantly, you need to understand the reasons why this person is committing suicide, because it is not for nothing. And then, importantly, you also need to, you know, find out whether that is the only option this person has. Is there any other alternative? Is there no any other alternative? One important thing is we do not need to blame them. Right. We need to just acknowledge that, that indeed, you know, it is a real situation. It is indeed, you know, this person is really having some problems. So you don't need to blame this person because, by the way, most suicide and in many contexts sometimes is criminalized. Yeah. It is highly stigmatized, True. even at the community level, at the family level. And now because of that, it is important that we come when we identify people like this, to be able to really ask them, to be able to explain why do they need to commit suicide. And once they have told you that, then it is you know, easy for you to be able to work around that. So normally, if it is an attempt, that suicide. Even the warning sign alone, because you never tell when this person is going to have it. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, if you have a space to speak to this person, ask. It's important to know from the person. Mm -hmm whether he has already a plan ready for Because they have a definite plan. It's not by coincidence, they have a definite plan. So it means it is important to ask whether they already have a plan. Many people will feel it is not good to ask that question. Yeah, it's such a sensitive yeah, question Yeah, it's such a ask. sensitive, but it is important because it's a crisis. Some of them will keep quiet, 
forever, mm-hmm. but then that you know now that will give you the gravity of how soon this person is going to. But if this person already you are very close and the person trusts you will be able to tell Confess, you. Yeah. Because many times, you know, even if that's why many people already are found dead of suicide when you search them, for those who have not said will have a written note. Either in the pocket, under the bed, under the pillow and all that. Mm-hmm. Or in their pockets. You'd be able to always explain why they are committing suicide. Meaning that if there was somebody that time that was able to give a listening ear and talk to this person, this person would develop a kind of trust and would be able to discuss those things this person has written down, you know, for people to be able to read behind when he's no more. So it is important that we find those reasons and then find a definite plan. And suicide, in this case, is no confidentiality because it's about life. Many people talk about suicide, but when you have known somebody has definite plan, to commit suicide. Somebody is at risk of even committing suicide in the next one hour, one day. There's no need for you to keep quiet. You need to bring this to attention of you know, the social support network. We call it social support network. It's very, very important for the prevention of people who have suicidal ideations or people who have even attempted suicide. One thing is that the family is important. Why the important family the family is important is that because they can be able to keep close watch of this person. And if there are issues that actually are coming from the family themselves, that is actually making this person more depressed, it is important that these issues are identified and discussed at the family level. Yeah. Reconciliation is made and this person, you know, and then they begin to work together again and support each other because family is not only a family. It is where places where problems are resolved. It is a place where people get healing. It is a people where, where people, you know, get into, uh, you know, life again. So importantly that, the family is really, really very important when it comes to, you know, supporting people who are having suicide or generally, not only that, people who have other mental health problems. I want to say here that, uh, you know, for any suicide case, in case it is within here in Juba, we have, uh, you know, in Juba Teaching Hospital, we have a mental health department. And we have also, you know, psychologists that are seated at Juba Teaching Hospital. So it is important that people with suicidal ideas or people with other mental health-related issues should be actually taken to the mental health department because people are there, they can be given medication, they can be treated, and they can be talked to, you know, and then they are counseled. And then, you know, they can be able to recover and come back and begin a productive life again in the community. So in other locations like HealthNet TPO, we are in Terekega. Mm-hmm. We have uh, also trained people there. We have case workers. We have uh, psychosocial focal points that are there in the community that identify cases, provide psychological first aid, and then, you know, infect a kind of referral to other services where people can help. So, uh, and then in other locations, because uh, we work with a lot of, uh, on, on these issues in Terekeka, in Awil North, in Raja, and then in many other locations. We actually, last year, we also expanded our uh, mental health uh, programs to, you know, other locations in South Sudan. So it is important that people like that is good to find within the community where you are or where this person is living, where possible support can be, you know, got from within the community, uh, and then this person is... Right. Is there something specific that could be done to help young people? At all level, it is important that, you know, these issues are actually looked at. Generally, at the community, we need to ensure there are a lot of activities that are happening that will enhance people's mental health. That is one most important thing. 
because when we talk really about mental health, it's about coping abilities, coping mechanisms. No one of us is immune to those mental health-related issues. None of us is immune to stress and all that. So what is important is we need to put in place activities that will engage the young people. Mm-hmm. It's things like you know recreational activities, you know productive activities that we engage the community into. We have you know sessions like these on mental health uh, and psychosocial support. You know mm-hmm. sessions on uh, issues to do with self care when you have issues, when you have problems, how do you cope positively, whom do you turn to in the community to be able to, you know, enhance your mental health. So we we basically put those kind of activities in place. And then, you know, uh, also at the national level, it is important that we put in place, you know, uh, interventions that will enhance, you know, people's uh, mental health. One, you know, issues to do with the policy, need to be also taken care of. For example, if the, the policy does not recognize, you know, in many populations, in many countries, not only in South Sudan, you know, mental health issues are not prioritized in many of the cases. So it is important that this is taken care, you know, a lot of priority is also put into it because without our mental health, then we don't have any physical health. Right. True. And I was about to ask why you think mental health is not getting the attention like primary health care. Why does it not get the attention that it deserves? People mostly look at emergencies. They think this is life-saving, you know, activities. They go to go for physical health and all that. You know, because even sometimes the results for them, you can see them, you can be able to count them. Then actually, you know, counting and looking at people who have scattered mind. True. (laughs) So that is why I think many politicians, many people do not, you know, have that clear link. But yet people with mental health, when all people have mental health problems, that they cannot function. True. They will not be productive. Meaning if they are not productive, then that means a lot to the nation. Meaning that you will only be having a population that is traumatized, a population that is just struggling, population that is completely weak, population that is not able to work, not to do them things for themselves. And because of that, it is important that it is basically prioritized. So many people, many governments, just look at, uh, you know, mental health, as something that is, you know, that can wait a bit. We better go for this, you know, emergency, emergency, you know, response and all that. And because there was one time, you know, uh, I was one time in in, in, in WOW, and there were displaced people the other time due to the 2013-2016, you know, violence that, that broke out. And this person comes all the way from Bentiu to WOW. And then one time we had this kind of discussion, sessions, trying to understand how people feel about, you know, their journey when they are just coming all the way when they are displaced. Mm-hmm. And this woman, you know, had to say, indeed, many times if people come, they give us food, which is very important because you cannot do without food. But none of the people, even that are providing this kind of services, has asked me about my journey, how I feel, the situations that I have encountered, how was my night like, and all these kind of things. So it is important that much as we do all these things, being life-saving activities, being humanitarian response, it is important that we build in and we integrate components of mental health. Because it is when people will feel strong. They will feel that, yes, they are being hurt, and their mental health will actually 
be enhanced and in that they will begin to function. They will begin to take life up again. This year's World Day of Suicide Prevention was marked under the theme Creating Hope Through Action. So as we conclude this conversation, what sort of action can people take, like at family level, at community level, even with the government Mm -hmm. and even with some of the health actors like HealthNet TPO where you work? Great. I I think this is an important question. And indeed, uh, creating hope through action had been actually, you know, a, a theme throughout from 2021, 2022, 2023. Sure. It is a theme that had been chosen for the last three years, I think, ending this year. I don't know what is going to happen, but I think this theme is ending this year. Mm-hmm. It is important that because the recognition that people do not need to die of suicide. Because what pains me so much is when somebody just died of suicide, taking out his life, because yet there are remedies, there are things that can still be done to this person to be able to continue life, Mm -hmm. you know. So it is important that uh, this theme for this year is trying to emphasize the important roles of individuals. And the important roles of individuals I was talking about that cross across being the the immediate social network of an individual person in identifying that this person has problems, is struggling with his life or her life, there is need to move very closer to him, listen to this person. So at individual level, that is what each one of us need to do to be able to identify and see people who are struggling with their mental health. When they are talked to, you stay with them and that will help them feel better. You know, their mental health will be enhanced and they will pick up life again. And then when if then that cuts across to all places, including workplaces, right. that mental health is actually made as priority in all workplaces. You know, there are many things that normally people do, even in their workplaces, and it is not being taken care of. This is a person who is getting more depressed, is stressed, even at home because of social problems at home. That actually comes to the office. This person will not be able to function, and if he's not able to function very well, and sometimes he's blamed by the supervisors, you are not productive, mm-hmm. and all that, because that was not realized. So for, for at, even at the workplace, we need to prioritize mental health of all the staff. And ensure that at least there is a space, you know, a space around where people can be able to, you know, connect with their mental health. They can be connected to their environment and they are talked to. That is very, very important. At the family level, also the family has its own role to be able to play, to ensure the family environment is very, very conducive. It's working hard to be able to enhance the mental health of each individual. Mm-hmm. Now, when it go out to the communities, you know, it is important that, you know, a kind of a collective responsibility is important. A concern for one another in the community. And, you know, leaders take up their role in providing, of, in provision of services, you know, and becoming very accountable to the communities and the people that they are seeing is very, very important. At the government level, we need to prioritize this issue that has been neglected for long. It's important that we prioritize it. They should be embedded into, you know, the policies and the, you know, the plans, strategic plans of all the ministries. They need to be embedded there, so that it is, you know, you know, a human being, you know, is looked at in a holistic way and is supported at all those kind of domains. And I'm, I'm very happy, especially with the Ministry of Health for South Sudan, mm-hmm. that at least in the uh, health strategic plan. 
they have looked into the issues of mental health. Mm -hmm. And it is embedded inside, it is met, you know, one of the priorities that actually as part of the plan for the government in regards to all, you know, health-related issues, mental health is taken care of. What remains is basically, you know, implementing it, mm -hmm. uh, providing resources for, for, for that plan to be rolled out so that people's mental health is taken care of and then at the end of the day we'll be able to have a productive population yeah. in South Sudan. Right. Any last remarks before we conclude, just in general terms? Yeah, in, in general I just want to say that it is important that we indeed uh, need to prioritize at the government level, we need to prioritize uh, mental health problems and then we specifically when we come down to talking about you know suicide the good news is that suicide can be prevented mm -hmm. so let's not relax because we need to you know talk to these people we need to refer them in case you know for assessments because some of them if it is depression that has become a mental health problem this person might require some medication sure. so please take them to the hospital the nearest hospital in this case in juba a uh, teaching hospital these services are there if you go to terekeka even terekeka pscc because we have trained doctors on uh, identification and treatment of people with mental health problems just refer them to those locations they will be able to get the support they need step up inspiring young minds that was Mr. Boniface Duku, a mental health and psychosocial support specialist from HealthNet TPO in South Sudan, who joined us for today's discussion on mental health and suicide prevention among young people in South Sudan. As it was emphasized in this discussion, our mental health is very important for our general well-being, and everyone is at risk of suicide if prevention strategies are not adapted. On September 12, the World Health Organization launched two resources designed to strengthen suicide prevention and this could potentially save lives by reducing the stigma and shame associated with suicide as well as promoting an environment where people feel able to seek help. It will also help in collection of improved data on suicide and suicide attempts which can better inform appropriate interventions and shall also increase opportunities for awareness raising and advocacy around suicide prevention. Remember that by creating hope through action, we can signal to people experiencing suicidal thoughts that there is hope and that we care and want to support them. It also suggests that our actions, no matter how big or small, may provide hope to those who are struggling. Let's always keep in mind that suicide prevention is a public health priority and urgent action is required to make sure suicide mortality rates are reduced. This must be a collective responsibility and we should all do our part. No life should be lost as a result of suicide because it is absolutely preventable. Step up, inspiring young minds. Now with that, we have come to the end of this conversation on mental health and suicide prevention among young people. And this episode brings us to the end of season one of the Step Up Youth podcast. Thanks for being a dedicated listener for our season one. And just so you know, season two shall be dropping soon. And we hope you'll be part of the new journey as we delve deeper into critical issues affecting the youth in the country and the significant role young people can play in rebuilding this country. My name is Rosemary Wilfred, the Media and Communications Manager for Tiavan South Sudan. Step up, inspiring young minds.